Hey everybody, what's going on? God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in here today. Man, I hope everybody's had an incredible week behind them and I know we all have new blessings and new grace up ahead of us and I just hope that everybody has been encouraged in the Lord and prospering in the Lord. Today we have a great and incredible message here today called Your Work Will Be Rewarded. Your Work Shall Be Rewarded. Folks, before we get into the scriptures here today, I'd like to Take a moment for us to pray together and give thanks to God and just take a moment to just remember all the good things that God has done for us and just give him thanks for all the good things that he's done for us and all of the provision that he has released into our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Lord God, Father in heaven, we come before you. And Lord God, we bless your name. We bless your name. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your shielding and covering over our lives. God, that you would be with us as a mighty protector, that you would be with us and help us through the days of our lives. We thank you that you have brought us through this last week behind us and that you have new blessings up ahead of us, God. We thank you that you are not through with us yet, that even in a sense we are just getting started with the rest of our life. And so, Lord God, I just come before you and I ask that you would pour out new blessings on our lives. Bless this word that we're about to receive, Lord God. Bless our ears, bless our hearts, bless our minds, Lord God, and allow us to draw closer to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 So today, we're going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians 15, 1 through 7. Today's subject is going to be your work shall be rewarded. And I believe that if we're going to uh, 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 get some pretty good inspiration and encouragement here today, because I believe that many of us are on the verge of something new. I believe that God is preparing a new breakthrough. I believe that we're going to get new breakthrough in our lives in the coming days uh, of our lives. And I believe that this word here today is going to prepare our minds for the expectation of good because God has some good things up ahead for us here today. And so 2 Corinthians 15, 1, 7, it reads like this. And the spirit of, the, of God came upon Azariah, the son of Odin. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, for a long season, Israel hath been without the truth, God. And without a teaching priest and without law. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And nation was destroyed of nation and city of city. For God did vex them with 
all adversity. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Today's subject, your work shall be rewarded. As Christians, we are called to live lives to be abundant in good works. We're called to be abundant in good works. Throughout the days of our lives, throughout the course of our lives, we're called to be abundant in good works. We're called to be diligent in good work. We don't want to be time wasters, people given to distractions, or unfruitful conversation, or unfruitful talk. We want to be people who are objectively glorifying God in the days of our lives. That people may bear witness to God in us through what we do, that we perform what we do with God. As Christians, it's important for us to be persevering Christians, to be diligent Christians, for us to be patient Christians, for us to be hope-filled. We have to be hope-filled. To be hope-filled means that when things are going good, I'm hoping for more still. And when I get low at times, I'm hoping for better. The power of hope is so great because it keeps you going. It's almost like an excuse to keep going. And in, in the world, worldly people have an excuse to quit. They make excuses on, on why they quit, on why they give up on things. But hope is our justification for why we continue to persevere because we're hoping not just in our own strength or our own ability, but we're hoping in God. We're hoping in the power of God that has been released into our lives through the blood of Jesus. Remembering that Jesus died at the cross for our sins, that he was buried and rose again from the grave three days later, that he took all of our sins upon himself. And so when we're working, we can work under the blood covenant, knowing that we've been justified freed from sin, grace has been made, and now we're able to freely receive from what God has made available to us. And so it's so important for us as Christians to be diligent workers, to be faith-filled, joyous workers, to remember that we should be laboring not for the people or things of this world, but that we should be laboring as though before God himself. 
that our, able, our labor be a labor of love, that we are expressing our love for humanity through what it is we do. That's why I, I believe as a Christian it's so important that you find the line of work that calls you. That you're doing what fulfills you on the inside, that you could be happy if all you had was your labor and God and the fruit of your labor and God. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the Bible says that to enjoy your labor and the fruit thereof is a gift from God. And so and part of our giftedness is to have the gift to enjoy what we do. The gift to enjoy what we do, the work that we do will be something that lasts and stays with us through the course of our lives. Something that lasts and stays with us through the course of our lives that we should be taking time to find and search on the inside what it is that, that answers and satisfies that calling down on the inside so that we can walk with God in our labor. We are called. To good works. We are called to be abundant in good works. We are called to be abundant in good works. Jesus has made the way that we might receive the Spirit, that the Spirit might dwell in us, and that the Spirit might lead the mind and body and strengthen the heart that one might be able and enabled to go beyond one's limitations and access greater dimensions of self that one could perform and create and build and do good works that would glorify God before humanity. And so you have been equipped. You, you have been equipped. With the strength and power to do any and any, any and everything, any and every good thing that you could imagine. You have the power. You have the God-given ability to achieve and create and build and design great and mighty things. Life-changing things, world-changing things. You have the ability to serve in ways that can change lives. You have the ability to give. You have the ability to live as a servant of the Lord in ways that will glorify God. And the Bible tells us that Though we will go through our trials and tribulations, our haters and our backbiters and betrayers and all of those wicked and evil things that would come against us as we are in pursuit of our calling and pursuit of our destiny, which ultimately will be heaven after our last day here on earth. 
But along the way, we got to go through what we got to go through. But I tell you that the Bible says that our work will be rewarded. And so I want to encourage somebody. I don't know what you're working on. I don't know what you're pressing through. But keep on working and keep on pressing because your work's going to be rewarded. I say God is going to release some new peace out into your life. I say God is going to release some new joy out into your life. I say God is going to release some new provision out into your life. I say God has new grace and new peace and new prosperity and new power and new wisdom and new knowledge being released into your life. New favor, new wisdom, new grace, new every good thing is just abounding into your life right now. I tell you, God has something new for you. I say God's got a new opportunity coming your way. I say somebody's got something big coming their way. I say somebody's got something big coming their way. I say expect the blessing. I say expect the blessing because God is getting ready to pour out a blessing on your life like you wouldn't believe. I say God is with you in the midst of whatever it is that you're going through. So don't worry about what you're going through. Give your mind over to God. I say, don't worry about what you're going through. Give your mind over to God. I say, don't worry about what you're going through. Keep your mind focused on the Lord. Keep working. Stay diligent. Stay persevering. Stay consistent. Stay humble. Because God is getting ready to lift you high. The humble shall be exalted. I say it again. I say the humble shall be exalted. I say it again. I say the humble shall be exalted. But the thing with humility, and it can be a tough thing as we wrestle with our flesh, it can be hard sometimes for us to be humble, for us to be willing to be lowly with the expectation of the Lord lifting us high. I say it can be hard sometimes, but what we must do as we are humbly pursuing that which God has made available to us in the various areas and arenas of our life, whether we are pursuing financial goals, whether we are pursuing mental, emotional goals, whether we are pursuing relationship goals, whether we are pursuing health goals or business goals, whatever goal, spiritual Goals, whatever goals it is that we are pursuing, whatever things it is that we are working towards, whatever questions in our hearts and in our souls we are trying to get answered. God is with us as we are persevering. But the thing is, we can't stagger. We cannot stagger at the promise of God. I say I want to get into Romans 4, 16 through 20, because we can't stagger. At the promise of God, all the as, as much good as God has made available to us. Remember, even for Jesus, eternal life was on the other side of the cross. I say it again. I say eternal life was on the other side of the cross. Eternal life 
was on the other side of the crucifixion, was on the other side of him being mocked and crowned with a crown of thorns and crucified at the cross, being buried and being risen. Three days later, I say it was after the resurrection. It was after the crucifixion. You see, you got to understand that you got to make it through some things to get to the glory that God has for you. Let's go. Romans 4, 16 through 20. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body and dead, uh, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He staggered not at the prom not at the promise of God. You see, your work is going to be rewarded, but you can't stagger at the promise of God. You have to keep going. Even when God promises you something that seems beyond your present state, that seems beyond your present condition. See, when he promised Abraham a seed, but his body was old, Abraham had an old man's body. Abraham was an old man when, when God said that he was going to bless him with the seed, but Abraham believed God. I say it again. I say Abraham believed God and Abraham had a history of believing God. When Abraham was first called by God, he was called into the unfamiliar. And for somebody out there, you might have a calling that is going to take you into the unfamiliar that is going to take you into the unknown. Don't be afraid if God calls you into something new that is in the unknown and he has to be a way maker for you. Because if he calls you into the unknown, that means that you don't know the way. If you know the way, then you're not in the unknown. So if you don't know the, the, if you don't know the way, then you need the way maker. And so don't be surprised at times in your life when God calls you into the unfamiliar, when God calls you into the unknown and calls you into newness, that you will experience new growth in unfamiliar places. God will bring you into new battles to show you new grace. He'll bring you before new enemies to show you new grace. He'll bring you into opportunities that are above your ability to show you new grace. God will call you into the unfamiliar sometimes. He'll call you into circumstances you've never Ever been in before. He's called you into situations you've never been in before. He's called, he'll call you into trouble you've never been in before. He'll call you into grace that you've never been in before. He'll call you into goodness that you've never been in before. He'll call you into wellness that you've never been in before. But don't think that you have to know the way in order to have God in it. Don't think that you have to know the way in order to know, in order to have peace in it. See, you can have peace no matter what you're going through. 
through. No matter what you're going through. And 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 if you if you've been following here, we've been we've been going over this the past few weeks now that you can have peace even if you don't have the knowledge of how to navigate what it is that you're going through. If you're trusting in God, believing that he has the knowledge for what you're going through. And so your trust, your knowledge is in your trust of God and not the specifics of your situation or circumstance. And so God wants us to have peace in our lives. It doesn't mean that we're going to all the, that the trouble is just going to go away. It doesn't mean that the struggle is just going to go away. The blessing is not always the removal of the thorn. Sometimes, uh, 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 sometimes. The blessing is a new perspective because sometimes God is getting something good out of something you're perceiving to be bad. Sometimes something you think is hurting you is actually helping you. Sometimes something that you think is working against you is actually working in your favor. And so you have to be able to to keep going no matter what it is that comes against you. And as a Christian, you're going to have persecutions It's part of the promise of God that even if you receive a hundredfold, you are not going to receive a hundredfold without persecutions. And so you're going to have times where you're going to have to just be hope filled. You have to just be hope filled in order to not stagger. And when God promises you something that seems beyond your present state of being, it can cause you to possibly want to stagger. But the Bible says that he didn't stagger at the promise of God. And so you don't want to stagger at the promise of God. And for sometimes if, if you if you if you in a opportunity or a situation or a circumstance or, or something that is beyond your, 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 your present perceived abilities, then you have to be hope-filled. You have to just be hoping in God. You have to just be hoping in the power of God because Jesus has made the way for us. See, when Jesus poured out his blood at the cross, it finished everything here down on the earth realm. The only thing left for us to do is keep drawing closer to God. The only thing left for us to do is to keep drawing closer to God. He is going to guide us in our works. He will establish the work of our hands. He will establish the thoughts of our mind. He is calling us to be abundant in good works. The only thing left for us to do is keep on trusting in God. Be spirit-led. To be spirit-led. And now to be spirit-led, we have to first renew our minds. Because before we can be spirit-led, we're led by the body. We're led by the flesh. And so the first thing we have to do is we have to crucify our flesh with Christ Jesus. That it is no longer us who live, but Christ Jesus who liveth down on the inside of us. Now, in order for us to be live spirit led lives, we have to know the characteristics of the spirit. And we have to know the characteristics of the flesh, because until we renew our minds, the flesh is influencing our thoughts. This is where lust 
comes from in theft and lying and all forms of evil doing. It comes from your flesh. Your flesh is influencing your thinking. The Bible says that their God is their bellies tended to destruction. So you have to renew your mind. You have to teach yourself or rather allow the spirit to teach you what good and bad is. Good means that it is in agreement with the spirit. Bad means that it is the way of the flesh, which is sin. Because the flesh itself is born contrary to the perfect will of God. See, we have the ability now to be perfect. God has made the ability way for us to be perfect now. And the way has been made through the blood of Jesus Christ. I say the way has been made for us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through Jesus, we have received the atonement. And I want to get into Romans 5, 8 through 11. Here, let's go but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. You see, through Jesus, we have received the atonement. We are reconciled unto God. We have been saved from wrath. So it doesn't matter what comes against us. What matters is that we get the right principles to live by. Because, see, if we are walking in agreement with the Spirit, then the Spirit is going to lead us through all of these trials and tribulations and circumstances and situations. That's why Paul is saying for us to joy in tribulation. Count it a joy when you go through all of these different things. Because you're going to be able to see God work with you. You're going to be able to see God working with you. But you can't fully walk with God until you've renewed your mind. You have to personally get in the scriptures and learn what is sin, what is of the flesh, lasciviousness, deceitfulness, bitterness, with all of the negative, the negative emotions and negative thought patterns, all of these things come from the flesh, all of these things are sinful, and, and the problem with sin is it causes you to reap less of what God has made freely available to you, because your mind, everybody has the same 80 thousand seconds every day. I believe it's 82,400 seconds in every day or something, something around that area. Everybody has the same amount of time every day. But the question is how we are using our time. If we are using our time in a manner which is of the spirit, then the spirit is going to tend to plenteousness. 
The Spirit is going to cause us to be prosperous in time. It's going to cause us to be healthy. It's going to cause us to make good choices. It's going to cause us to make good decisions. Now, if we are being given over to sin, if we don't know what sin is, and we want to we want to be able to trust in our hearts, but until you've renewed your mind, your heart is wicked. Your heart is sinful. So your soul is saved, but your heart, your body is being saved. Your soul is saved, but your body is being saved so now you got a saved soul but you got a wicked mind you got a saved soul but you got a wicked heart and so you got to be transformed <coughs> through the renewing of your mind the transformation being the transformation is that you are becoming a new creature you're becoming a new being Right. You have the old man, the sinful man who is born first. The one who comes out of your your mother's womb is, is the first man, the natural man. The, the natural person is a sinful person. Various kinds of sins, all kinds of different sins, but they're all sinners. The Bible says that each and every one of us is born in sin and shaping in iniquity. And so what happens is when we are getting into the Bible, we are getting into the manifestation of truth, right? And so the Bible is actually telling us the truth on what it is to have good character and what it is to have bad character. Good character tendeth to the spirit. Bad character tendeth to the flesh. And so the closer that we draw to God, the more reward that we are able to reap out of our work. God wants us to see, wants to see us reaping great harvest in our works. He tells us that if we're master just a few things, that he'll make us ruler of many. And so God has many opportunities for wellness, many opportunities for goodness, many opportunities for success in our lives. God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. But if you don't renew your mind, then you short yourself. Because if you don't renew your mind, then you are allowing your attention to be diverted by worldly things. See, worldly things appease to your flesh. When you turn to the scripture and you learn of the spiritual things, the spiritual things give you the ability to overcome the flesh, to then bring the flesh into subjection to Christ Jesus, that Christ Jesus might then be the head of your body through your subjection to him in all things. And so to walk in agreement with the spirit is to be in subjection to Christ. That when we are sinning, though you've been saved, you're, you're shorting yourself. If you, if you continue in sin, 
after you've been saved, then you are, 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 are practically nullifying the effect of Christ over your life. Because Christ has made the way, Christ Jesus has made the way for you to overcome sin. He has made the way for you to not have to continue to be in subjection to your flesh. This is why fasting is so powerful because what fasting does is it wakes you up to telling your mind and body no. See, when you start getting hungry, your body tells your mind that it's time to get something to eat. When you fast, you are telling your mind, body, no. And so you're bringing your mind, body in subjection to you. You're bringing your mind, body into subjection. And when you fast, it gives you the ability to bring your mind, body into subjection in other areas of your life because you learn to discern when it's of you and when it's of your mind body. So that when you are tempted, you know that that's not you, that's your flesh. And as you study scripture and as you learn scripture and as you renew your mind and you separate yourself from your mind body, you access a new dimension of grace where you can walk in the supernatural. Because you're no longer walking naturally. You're no longer walking in accordance to the mind body. The supernatural is where you have power with God. The supernatural is where he expounds new grace and favor, mercy and provision over your life. And so we want to reap harvest with God. We want to be fruitful with God. But in order to really be fruitful, we have to be able to labor filled with hope, continually hoping for things to improve and for things to get better and for things to, to grow and hoping for, 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 for smoothness and soundness and good relationships and good business and, and just hoping for goodness in every area of our life and hoping for goodness with others and hoping for goodness with those around us and hoping for goodness for those we deal with and hoping for goodness in our communities. See, this hope is what gives us the inspiration to keep working with God and, and, and learning more from God. As Christians, it's so important that we be continuously learning, that we re recognize that we are children of God, that no matter how old we are, we are children 
of God. No matter how old we are, we are children of God that through our 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 youthfulness before the Lord, and even if you're 80 years old, you're still a baby before the eternal Lord, that we always have more to learn, that we always have more that we need to comprehend, more that we need to understand. We always need more understanding. We always need more wisdom. And for those of us who are called to do good works that will be rewarded, it's important that we be continuously growing in wisdom that we remain relevant in the area and fields of our calling. Which is why it's so important to find the calling that calls to your heart, the line of work that calls to your heart, because that will give you the inspiration to keep learning even in the off hours, to keep learning even when you're not working directly uh, uh, and for, for, for the paycheck or for the money, but that you'll be studying and, and learning and growing and developing even in the off hours that in a future time you will be even greater and in a future time you'll be of greater service and of greater help and of greater support to humanity itself. And so it's so important that we be filled with hope at all times, hope in our bodies. I've been to the emergency room 14 times. I've got a recurring injury and I've had times in my life where I said, Lord, I hope I ain't gonna be dealing with this my whole life. And I, I had to get to a place where I say, you know what, I've been healed. I've been healed, you know what? My, I might get injured again, but until then, I'm going to walk in my healing. I'm not going to walk in, oh man, I might get hurt again, I hope I, and now every day you're walking around hoping no nothing happens. I ain't going to walk in my worry. No, I'm going to walk in my healing. No, I'm healed. And yeah, it's possible that I could get injured again, but I'm healed. But I'm healed. I say, but I'm healed. And there's somebody out there, I don't know what it is that's, that's working against you. I don't know what it is that, hell, that you're, 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 something in your body, something in your health, but you got to walk in your strength. You got to say, I'm healed. Shoot, I'm healed. I might I might have to I might I, 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 I might get injured again I might get hurt again but I'm healed for right now I'm healed and if it don't happen again I'm gonna walk in my healing I ain't gonna walk in my worry and I tell you there's power there is power when you walk in your healing there is power when you walk in your hope when you walk in what you're hoping for and not in the things that are working against you, that you don't get given to your frustrations. There's always going to be frustrations. There's always going to be people that don't see your vision. There's always going to be people that speak against you. There's always going to be people that hate on you. There's always going to be people that don't want to see you shine. There's always going to be people who don't want to see you in your glory. There's always going to be people who not going to like your confidence, not going to like your style, like going like who, how the way you walk, the way you talk. There's always going to be somebody who don't want to see it your way, who want to hate on you, who want to talk down about you. There's always going to be that. But don't stack out the promise because of that. 
I say, don't, don't, don't stagger at the promise because of that. I say, don't let the things, whether it be in your body, in your mind, or in your environment, don't let anything cause you to stagger at what God has called you to. Whatever God has called you to, whatever God is working on in your life, whatever you are working on with God, don't allow anything to cause you to stagger because your work is going to be rewarded. I tell you, you're coming into a new season. I say you're coming, <coughs> excuse me, you're coming into a season where you are about to be rewarded. I say God is getting ready to reward your good works. I say you're getting ready to receive a new unexpected blessing. Something good and unexpected is coming into your life. Even right now in this very moment, as we are sitting here and this word is going forth, God is in the heavenly places preparing something that he is going to send down into your life in the coming days. God has goodness, new goodness, new opportunity. The birth of something new is coming into your life. God is creating something new and he's getting ready to send it down to you in the name of Jesus. You're going to be received new goodness in the name of Jesus. I say God has something good for you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And you have to remember that you have the atonement. You got to put off the old man, put off sin, put off all forms of wickedness and evilness and sinfulness and every evil thing. And if you don't know what it is, get in the scripture, go online, type it in on Google, say, what is sin in the Bible? Pull it up, open up your Bible, sit down and spend some time with God and then spend some time with yourself. Spend some time with yourself. And sort through your character and see where you can improve, see where you can draw closer to God, see what you're doing wrong and see what you can do right. Because God has some opportunity ahead that you're not going to be able to bring that sinness into you. You're going to have to cast down sin and put off sin that the old man might be crucified, that the new man might spring forth, that you can have new growth because you got to be born again. I see you, you, the Bible says Paul wrote that he died daily. I say you got to be born again. You got to put some things off you and put some things on. You got to put Christ on you. You got to put the new man on you. Put on new confidence right now. Put on new power right now. Put on new opportunity right now. Say, I got new opportunity ahead of me. I got new opportunity. I got new grace up ahead of me. I got new goodness up ahead of me. I got new favor up ahead of me. I got new provision up ahead of me. I tell you, Jesus is getting ready to do some new things in our lives. Jesus is getting ready to quicken some folks. There's some people who are going to get a quickening. God is getting ready to move you in new ways. God is getting ready to stir you in new ways. He's going to stir you up. God is getting ready to increase you. He's getting ready to pour out some new things on your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to talk to y'all for a minute out of Galatians 3, 6 through 11. I want to talk to y'all about living by faith. Because if you really going to do this thing, 
I say, if you're really going to do this thing, and I don't know what your thing is, but if you're really going to do it, then you got to do it by faith. To live your best life, you got to live it by faith. To reap your best harvest, you got to do it by faith. I want to get in this scripture, Galatians 3, 6 through 11. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are of the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying, in these shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. You know why Abraham didn't stagger at the promise? Because he had faith. You know why you're going to get your next blessing? Because you got faith. I say you got to have faith. You have to have faith. You have to have faith. You have to believe that the power of God is with you. You have to believe that God has purpose in what you're going through. You have to believe that God has purpose in where you are in your life. You have to believe that there's more in store. You have to believe that there's a way possible. You have to believe that there's a way. You have to believe that there's an opportunity ahead. You have to believe that there's grace ahead. You have to believe that there's goodness and favor ahead. You have to believe that you're going to have the wisdom. You have to believe that you're going to have the knowledge. You have to believe that you're going to get the understanding, that you're going to have the divine shielding and divine protection. You have to believe. You have to have faith in God. 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 There's no way that you can live your best life without faith in God. Otherwise, you'll stagger. Otherwise, you'll stagger. I studied. I was homeless for almost 10 years. Studying to do what I'm finally doing. I had faith when it wasn't working that eventually I'm going to get this. Eventually I'm going to figure this out. Eventually I'm going to get an understanding of how to 
make this work. And until then, I believe that God is using this time of my life to build me up and to make me strong, to give me the power to stand in the evil day that I might then in the future be a testimony to the Gentiles and win some to the faith. I say you got to have faith in order to not stagger at the promise of God, no matter what it is that you're called to go through. I've been shot, stabbed, beat up, jumped, robbed, black eyes, wrongfully incarcerated, wrongfully accused, freed by the grace I didn't slept on, bus benches, church steps, train stations, wherever I could find some rest, wherever I could stretch out to sleep, and I'm still out here on the grind preaching this gospel, and I didn't finally work it out to be able to get it to a place where it can touch somebody else's life. When I first started studying the gospel, I was trying to renew my own mind. I was going through my own situations. I was heartbroken, going through a low time when I first accepted Jesus into my life. And I studied for almost 10 years of time before I was able to impact somebody else's life with those words. That saved mine. And so I tell you, I don't know what it is that you're going through. I don't know what it is that you're called to. But what I know is that you got to have faith. I say you, you got to have faith. I say you, you have to have faith. You have to have faith. I, I, I want to get into Hebrews 11 8 through 10, because you have to have faith. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. God will call you into the unfamiliar to seek him out. I say God will call you into the unfamiliar to seek him out. He called Abraham away from everything he knew into an unfamiliar place, into somewhere he had never been, so that he could find a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. When you come into your next blessing, it's going to have the right foundation. I say, when you come into your next blessing, it's going to be stable. It's going to have the right foundation. Jesus said that if you build it on the right foundation, it'll stand through the storm. I say, if you build it on the right foundation, it'll stand through the storm. And this next opportunity that you're getting ready to come into in your life, in your walk with God, is going to have the right foundation. 
And so I believe this is a word for somebody out there that you're getting ready to come into a new reward for your work. God is getting ready to pour out a new reward on your labor, a new reward on your work. And when you receive this next blessing, it's going to have the right foundation. I say the foundation's going to be laid. The foundation's going to already be in place. And so when you get connected with this next opportunity, with this next blessing, God is going to perform a supernatural work in your life and cause you to reap on a new level. I say God has a new level planned for you where you're going to be who you are but you're going to be in the next dimension of thought. You're going to be who you are, but you're going to be in the next dimension of belief. You're going to be who you are, but you're going to be in the next dimension of confidence. Jesus is with you. He was crucified for you. His strength and his power, his resurrection power, is with you. You have the atonement. You have been reconciled. And your work. Is going to be rewarded. I say your work is going to be rewarded. Don't get weary in doing good. Because it's not working for a while. And I've had times in my life where it wasn't working for a while. Don't get, don't, 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 don't be prone to unbelief. Don't shrink back. Don't fall back. Don't, don't fall short because God is, don't backslide because God has you in a season where it doesn't appear like you're growing, where it doesn't appear like anything great is taking place because God will use those times to cultivate you in order to prepare you for accelerated growth. God will pour out a double portion on your life to make up for the time of your struggles, to make up for the time of your troubles. And so just know that so long as you have faith, so long as you are filled with hope, the best days of your life are always ahead of you. No matter what comes against you, the best days are always ahead of you. And that means that no matter what you go through, or rather no matter what comes against you, you're always going to make it through it. Why? Because your best days are ahead of you. Your best days through the power of God, through the grace of Jesus, the best days of your life are always ahead of you. Knowing that can give you the power to have great peace in the midst of what would be great frustration. In the midst of what would be a terrible storm, you can have great peace when you know that the best days are ahead of you because that means that you're going to make it through. When you know that there's more to come, when you know that there's more goodness ahead, that gives you the strength to make it through. And so as we prepare to draw to a close here today, 
I want to bless y'all and say God bless y'all because I know that there are some people here today who have some victory up ahead of them, who are getting ready to claim victory in their lives. And I want to close here today with a closing prayer and wish everybody well here today. I believe that uh, we have some great blessings up ahead, some goodness up ahead, and that we are just going to see many, many, many blessings from God in the name of Jesus in this week ahead of us, y'all. Lord God, Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for these people, Lord God. Thank you that you would be with us in these days, Lord God, and I just pray that you would pour out new grace on our lives, God. Pour out new favor on our lives, God. Lord, pour out new love and new joy and new peace into our lives, Lord God. Cancel every wicked thing against us, Lord God. Cancel every evil thing against us, Lord God. Just make sure that no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper and, and no tongue that rise against us shall prevail, Lord God. Lord God, just break every evil thing. Just, just destroy every wicked thing against us, Lord God, and make the way for our peace, Lord God. Just increase the provision in our lives and heal us. Heal us and strengthen us, Lord God. Heal our minds and make our minds strong, God. Fortify us, God. Strengthen us down on the inside, God. Give us the strength to have excellent weeks ahead, Lord God. God, just pour out new opportunities on our lives. Pour out new prosperity and new provision on our lives, Lord God, and just allow us to see no breakthrough in this week ahead, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, everybody. Well, God bless y'all and go out there and have a great week. Amen.